still in the fashion of today, but quietly now, more intimate and personal. Yeah. Let me stand aside. It's still Sisograph. Feeling the weight under this full chord pressure. Life's gonna test you. Anything and everything might become a stressor. Small things that seem to be light can come set you. Back in the midst of the fight to come get you. Wrapped up, pray facing the predator. Come on, Vine. Welcome to the Soupy Podcast, episode 34. I'm here with my main man, Jay Flatbush. What's good? How you doing, sir? I'm wonderful, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I've been busy, you know, with, like, uh, with Danny Cortez in New York City, you know. Say word. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I saw uh, I was supposed to make it to uh, Sotheby's, man. How did that go? It went great. We yeah. sold, we tell, sold. The, tell the audience what that was about. Uh, Sotheby's was, uh, we had, um, as it was called, Art and Hip Hop. Mm. We uh, he, he does miniatures, like the the, the um, mailbox over there is mm. his, his, his stuff. But uh, we he does miniatures. Um, we sold four four out of the five joints from Southern. That's what's up. Shout out Danny. Yeah, and they oh and already invited us in for next year. That's so, what's up. You know, shout out Monica. Um, yeah, and and then we were invited to some uh, Major League Baseball opening day thing. Mm-hmm. So we were there. That's what's you know. up, man. Danny met, doing big things. Met now. your boy Cece Sabathia. Oh, word. Yeah. Tell CC to come on the podcast. What's that? Listen, you talk I, to him? I tell everybody to come on the podcast. <laughs> you know. But um, Word. what's up with you? Hey, shit, man. Uh, chilling, man. Grinding. Turn my crib into a fucking zoo. I got. Uh, I, I went straight Doctor Doolittle, bro. I got mm. a bearded dragon. Hashtag Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking tarantula. Okay. I got parakeets now. Okay. Like, Turn turn my shit into a sanctuary, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't got no friends that's coming out. Ever since I moved to Jersey, nobody want to come out there. So I gotta get fucking pets now to make up for the companionship and mm-hmm. shit. Fuck everybody who ain't coming to Jersey to see me. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so we do have a guest. We do. But um, I I want you to introduce him because you know him for a long time. Absolutely. Long, long time. Like this is one of the few guests that I ain't have to do no research on. Man, mm-hmm. we grew up together. That's a fact. Yeah, uh, so what's good? Tell everybody who you are. What's going on? It's your boy Mike Hands, man. Live and direct, Flatbush in the building. You already know what it is, Brooklyn. But, mm-hmm. you know, just moving around, trying to get it in, man. Keeping one foot in front of the other, trying not to trip. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I haven't seen you in ages. I mean, I, we we ran into each other. I don't know if you remember, but um, I used to do a party with uh, Just Plays, uh, Santos Party House. Oh, my gosh. Santos. So shout I out Santos Party yeah, House. seeing you all the time. And, yeah, shout out the Party House. You yeah. know what? I'm, I was saying the other day, because I was driving in the area, that yeah. Santos is gone, R.I.P. Santos, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of good hip-hop moments yeah. in, in Santos. White and Walker House. Street. It was dope, right around yeah. from the court. So it was yeah. a lot of trauma in that area, by the way. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of flashbacks. Hundred <laughs> Center Street just didn't move right with me. But if you go around the corner, I had a lot of good memories. Mm-hmm. So it worked. It was a lot of, yeah, a lot of good memories, man. Like, that time of New York is gone. That's a fact. You know, especially the, that nightlife part of New York, you know. Yeah. We're never going to get that back, so, you know, you have to enjoy it while it was here. So, yeah. You know, I, um, I, I had a field day, well, <laughs> to say the least. Shout out to the fact that, now nah, I didn't remember that, but I do remember the energy that you guys created mm-hmm. with those events that we, we definitely popped up at. Yeah. Also, when we used to be on, what was that, doing the, the vinyl parties mm-hmm. at Remote Lounge? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I remember that which turned into something else, but it was Remote Lounge at yeah. one point. And um, I remember those. Those were, were super crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The all vinyl parties that they used to do. Um, one of my best memories at Santos, speaking of which, though, mm-hmm. um, I got to do the the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival with oh, Ralph right. McDaniels, right? So shout out Ralph McDaniels and Video Music Box. He, he reached out, and um, I used to have a concert series called The Writer's Block, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, I got a set. I want you to curate the set with me mm-hmm. and bring some of the artists from Writer's Block. And we're going to do live from the barbecue. I mean, live at the barbecue 2.0. Oh, and we had Large Professor on deck to do I the hook. I, I was on stage when you did that. All right. Because uh, A.G. the coroner did it with Coroner's my guy. Uh, Shout out Coroner. I was on. I have the matter of fact, I'm going to cut you off. When mm-hmm. I got the video when you did that, I have the whole video. I, I need I, I need to see that. <laughs> if it's better than what I found on YouTube. Please. I'll send it to you. I got the Please. whole video. Because I'm behind you guys. So. Look how... Jesus, work when he moving your life with his sandals you know on. So I got you. I Listen, <laughs> so boom, now that he did that, so now you know I ain't lying. I'm telling mm-hmm. you all a true story. So shout out Jux Diamonds, N.O., 
Lord Nez, A.G. the Coroner, mm-hmm. that rocked out with me for that. We had Fatal. Yeah. Joe Fatal from the original record finished the record. Like, mm-hmm. so um, we had Large on the hook to validate it. Okay. We did all our own verses on the be- a, a version of the beat. And then we had Joe Fatal do his original verse to cap it off at the mm. end. Right? So it was crazy. Um and I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I want to believe it was the same year that J&J Electronica was out. Was that the same year? Uh, I want to say it was. I want to say it was. But when J Electronica sure. bought out J, it was crazy mm. pandemonium. But the after party was at Santos. Yeah, it was at Santos, yeah. And yeah. that was epic for me, just to be working with Ralph. When we were doing the rehearsals at my home studio, literally the room I had that I turned into the studio where we were rehearsing, I still had the TV. I used to watch Video Music Box on when I was right. growing up. He signed the wall and oh, tagged the TV. So that was a blessing. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you want to say something? No, no, go ahead. Um, well, you know, he's been, like, everywhere, man. Like, I remember, like, Knitting Factory, Ooh. Gramercy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which Knitting Factory, bro? The the old one. On Walker. Yeah. Because well, I, I remember you both. in there. I, I remember you in there. And, and walk, so if you knew Walker Street, mm-hmm. you you hope to get to the big stage upstairs. You mm-hmm. started in the basement. Mm-hmm. You started at the bottom. Now you know what I'm saying. Now you're Word. here. You started at the bottom, and that's when the shout out and rest in peace to my man Ph. I met him there. Yeah, Pumpkinhead, yeah. And that was the first oh. time that the homie um, actually. I didn't know him, but I did my set and on my way out. He, in my mind, I know this is not how it happened, mm-hmm. but you know how you snapshot your own memories? Absolutely. In my mind, he had on like a white bow and fur, right? So he's sitting mm-hmm. in the booth right in the back and there's like women with him. It, it, that, this is not what happened, but this is how I remember it. Mm-hmm. And as I came past, he was like, yo, that was smooth. Like yeah. he, sh- he shouted out my set, but he probably had on a hoodie and some Tim's. I don't know, but mm. it just, I remembered it like it was a Shangri-La moment. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because this, this punk head, no, New York Underground, this is a reputable individual. No, yeah. absolutely. I was still trying to get my traction, so that was love. So yeah, shout out um, the Knitting Factory. Yeah, I remember you guys in Highline Ballroom. I, I was actually talking to him, and you ballroom. were actually there. Because he, tra- he was trying to do a song with uh, A.G. the Coroner. Coroner. And I was, I was managing A.G. back then, so then he was talking oh. to me, and, like, and, and you know. We exchanged numbers and everything. I always remember you, you. You was like right there. Yeah, but his was wow. Ag the coroner. My man was really a coroner at the time. He was when I met on. him. Yeah, a real coroner. Oh, he was a coroner. Yeah, bodying him on the mic. I'm yeah. like, you, you don't understand. Don't battle him. He the coroner. He deal with dead things. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he, they, they step up and get beat down. Like his bars, he up. Mm-hmm. I want, I want to take a little bit of a step back though, because mm-hmm. you know everybody knows you from different. Uh, places, places, right? Mm-hmm. I know you from Kate and Park. That's right. I know right, you. Shout out Kate. I know you playing ball when That's we right. was like 10, 11 years old. That's and right. Shit. That's right. I want to hear the journey because a lot of people don't know that story. All right. So October fifteenth, two um, nineteen eighty two, I pulled into Port Authority from a three day drooling trip mm. from San Diego, California. Mm. So, so you was born. No, I was born here, but oh. my dad was in the in the navy. So uh. we were stationed in Annapolis, and then from Annapolis we went to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Then came back home. So my dad ended up getting diagnosed with kidney disease. So they let him out the service. So he came home and brought us home so that he could deal with his health. Mm-hmm. So that's when my whole Flatbush Brooklyn journey mm-hmm. really started in my awareness. Now, when I was younger, I was on a time. I was on my parents' time. I didn't know what was really happening, mm-hmm. but. That week, I stepped into PS 249, mm-hmm. K School. Shout out 249. Shout out 249, 249. Free lunch champion, you know, free free lunch champions of the world in, in, in Flatbush, you know? That's <laughs> when you got up. You 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 learned how to play suicide and, and, and all yeah. that. So we 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 did my I did my whole run there, you know, from the main building, the Shaw Annex to the Sterling Annex. Mm-hmm. Then um went off in the Bay Ridge and then off to fashion for high school. So that started that leg of the journey. So Running, ripping and running. Everything a Flatbush kid did, I did. You know what I mean? Caton Ave, Crook Ave, 18th, St. Paul's, Ocean, Two First, Regent, Argyle, Westminster. I, I ran on all of them. That was that, that was kind of my superpower, the fact mm-hmm. that. And back then, he'll tell you, these blocks had beef with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Argyle and, and, and 18th wasn't cool like that. Mm-hmm. STP and 18th. St. Paul's, it wasn't good like that. Yeah. Two first and everybody wasn't good like that. I, I lived on Crook, and Woodruff is the next block. That's right. And we used to fight It could go wild between all the those time. two. We call that the back blocks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in the buildings, 
you know, secret squirrel stuff. Now we grow, we right. get to, we can disclose. All the buildings are connected in the back, mm-hmm. like between um, Parade and and St. Paul's. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, St. Paul's. So if you hit the back of the buildings, you could pop out anywhere on the block. So now when you got problems on Crook or you got problems on Woodruff, you could get busy and pop out anywhere and make, yeah. you know, make, make, make your move. So shout out the back blocks of them buildings. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. Behind 33 was epic. But... I um, you know what it is. So we um we did all that, man. And the whole time I was doing that, I I, I fell into the the modeling thing, I fell into the design thing and the art thing. I was always into that. Shout out my man Scam too. I'm not sure if y'all familiar with Scam. Scam is from the Raucous Wreckage days. He um if you remember the song Stan from Eminem, mm-hmm. I even yeah, got I the first mixtape you did that, with my man Scam. Yeah. yeah. So that was our that was my best friend. He went to 249 with us too. Oh shit. And um he was in my class all the way until he moved to go to Miami. And then that's where that side of his legacy started. But that was he, a joint uh, releasing anger with him, right? That's right. Yeah. So he he did um and five star generals on um with Shabam Sadiq and all of them mm-hmm. on uh Raucous. So he started doing artwork for everybody. So he did a lot of the shady LP art and and um illustrations, a lot of the tattoos that M has. Mm-hmm. Um he did the Beats Rhymes and Life cover for Tribe. You know, he's he's done a lot of iconic art, a lot of ill bill stuff. Um he was there. So me, him, and another cat named Sean used to go to each other's houses after school and draw, mm-hmm. right? So that's where my art journey started. Um, from there, went on to high school, fashion industries. That's when the fashion journey started. So I ended up going out of that into the fashion industry. I did fashion for 20-plus years. Sean John Cross Color Caucasus. Mm-hmm. I designed for a little bit of everybody. And then um, as a freelancer or in-house. And then um, I ended that journey at Geno Green Global. And then... um. Went back independent. Then um, the hoodie I wore in here, I, I got a brand with my partner Pete called Sneakerhead NYC. So mm-hmm. I do that independently now on my own time. And then my merch, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I channel that fashion knowledge into factory relationships and know how to create the merch lines that I, I put out. So, yeah, that's what it was, man. But how did you get on with Death Squad? So shout out Kim Sermon, Eric's sister. Shout out my cousin DJ Diamond, the artist. Um... Both of them kind of got in Eric's ear from two different sides. Kim is like, yo, this cat named Mike Hands. He do music, but he's he's a business mind, marketing, design. You know, he do these things. So he's, I mean, she's in his ear from a, a business standpoint. About, yo, you got to meet him, got to meet him. DJ Diamond is like, yo, you got to hear my cousin. He's out of Flatbush. He rhyme. He crazy. He out there doing his thing. Just standing. He runs with boot camp click right now. You, you know, mm-hmm. he looking for a home. So eventually, one day, I'm on a FaceTime call with Diamond. And... Hey, yo, what up? I'm like, Eric, sir? Pops in the frame. <laughs> <laughs> yo, what up? What up? Hey, yo, hand, hand, hands, when when you, I ain't going to explain that, but yo, when you going when you, when you to come to the studio? I'm like, now? <laughs> so I looked at her, she looked at me, we looked at the car, we broke out, we was in Long Island about an hour and now 45 minutes later because they are not close. Shout out Ron Conkama and taking a lunch to go to the studio. That's but, what's up. Um, See, we, that, I like that though. I like that story because you got an opportunity and you didn't even like nah, hesitate. No, you no, know, nah. like, never. Boom. You know, um, something my my grandmother used to tell me: luck and opportunity favored or prepared. Yep. Right. So I absolutely I was rapping and recording, and I didn't know what I was rapping and recording for. I knew I wanted to rap and I knew I wanted mm-hmm. to record, but I had no opportunities, no platforms, no outlet for real. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, in my mind, I'm like, it's coming, and when it show up, I want to be locked and loaded. Yep. So I just was recording like I had a label to turn this stuff into. Mm-hmm. So I kept going, kept going. So when I went to the meeting with Eric, I showed up with three hard drives, two terabyte <laughs> hard drives and one 500 terabyte hard drive, like this. So the funny part about it, my look, testimony. So <laughs> the funny part about it is, we didn't even talk music when I got there. Like, when we first got there, Eric is like, so my sister tell me that you do this business situation. You know we got Def Rugs. So I'm like, word. Mm-hmm. So Def Rugs, shout out Fox Rugs and Def Rugs and, and Kim. Mm-hmm. They, they take logos from all the artists and mm-hmm. do these custom rugs. Oh, that are iconic. Dope. Like they look, ex- they they mimic the logo. Yeah, you like, never seen Def Rugs before? Yeah, they've no, done I've never it for seen everybody. Never seen them. Why, yeah. why are you there so you can see what I'm talking about? Get the energy, but so what's crazy about it is in 2012. Now this is 2018. Right, I'm talking about. But in 2012, before Fox Rugs and Def Squad had collaborated, 
I released a, a project called Say You Ain't No on my mm-hmm. own, right? Shout out everybody showed love on that. That was Tretch, Big Daddy Kane, mm-hmm. Smith & Wesson, Sean P. Um, oh, everybody showed love okay, on, okay. on that project for me. So it was a blessing. And I'm and Billy Ons, like, it was a lot of people jumped in for me. So at that release party, my man from, from my man Fox, who I had met through another connect who happens to be part of Fox Rugs mm-hmm. out, you know, shout out Fox Rugs. He did as a gift for me for the release, the Mike Hands logo, the MH logo in a rug. And he bought it to the event. And he had Tame One, shout out the artifacts, tag a red carpet for me with my name. Mm-hmm. And he had that outside the event when I got there. We did that at a, a venue on North Six called the Black Bear Bar. So um, back then it was called Public <coughs> Assembly, I believe. So we did the thing. It was crazy. Fast forward, Fox partners with Def Squad to create Def Rugs. So when I meet him, he had already done a rug for me, oh, which was a vibe. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it was already a bond. Right. So when Eric is like, we're looking for a regional manager for Def Rugs, would you be interested? I'm like, I didn't ask about no money. I asked about nothing. Say no more. I'm, I'm all in. What are we doing? So we got that out the way. Then Eric was like, you know, the music is easy. We could do that in the sleep. What kind of music do you want to make? Yeah. So what I told him is I've been touring with Smith & Wesson. Um, shout out Smith & Wesson for, for giving me a shot. Um, touring with, with Rock. R.I.P. Sean P. Sean mm-hmm. Lives On. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they really were cultivating me and, and kind of teaching me what this part of the game looks yeah. like. Like what it looks like to be on time and what happens when you're not. What it looks like to have to get there in time for mic check, go back with 45 minutes, get back on time and do the show. Um, dealing with the promoters, dealing mm-hmm. with the merch section, dealing with, you know, everything it takes that they don't talk about to to really do it when you're only going to do 10 minutes or 15 minutes on stage, but it's yeah. all the hours and hours of driving and everything we got to do just to get there to get that 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, listen, I've been doing this, the, the stuff with Boot Camp and, and shout out my fan base through Boot Camp that shows so mm-hmm. much love. But I had some records that I felt like they would look at me like I'm in a fishbowl if I try to do these records. I sang mm-hmm. before I rhymed. So I'm like, some of these might not be, if you remember when we were younger, yeah. if you remember, this might not be what they looking for. You know, they yeah. looking for the the, the, the block bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm looking to try to make some records. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Some record records. Like Eric Sermon got just like music in these wider, you know, records. And... um. One day, Rockness had sat me down and was like, yo, Rock, like, yo, Hands, what you doing? I'm like, because he had heard the catalog. He's like, bro, he said, what we do is what we do. Mm-hmm. And you do what we do. But you do that. Mm-hmm. He said, why you, we, we get in what we get for shows. But with that, you could get us on the stadium shows. Yeah. If you do You're those. Limited in yourself. So it always resonated with me, but of course I'm here and I want to do well here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where I was at. But as I grew in my music, I knew that I needed to try to get this other stuff off the hard drive. Mm-hmm. So I figured that Eric would know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up talking. So we building and we rhyming and he was like, what you mean it won't fit? Let me hear something. So I spit a verse from one of the songs and he's like, that was hard. What you mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, but the hook though. He was like, what's wrong with the hook? So I sang the hook. His eyes got open like, Mm. That's what I need. And I got signed right there. Oh shit. That's yeah. dope. That's how it went down. Then he, we, we went in the booth. <laughs> he he was like, hold up. Bing, 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 bing. Posted it. <laughs> um, then I had an interview with Validated Magazine. Um, shout out Validated Magazine. Mm-hmm. I had a cover coming up that they had offered me. So I asked, you remember when 50 signed to to Dre and M? And they mm-hmm. did that cover double XL yeah. with 50 and Dre and M. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, yo, if I do a cover with Eric, we could do something crazy and try to mimic that cover. So the in-house producers at Def Squad is Eric Sermon, Rock Waller, Ty mm-hmm. Fife. Mm-hmm. They all came for the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. it's them three and then me in the background, the bottom, Mike hand signs the Def Squad. And that ended up becoming a poster that's about to be an NFT because I had it painted. Mm-hmm. Um, and that cover is a poster that actually sells pretty well off the website. Mm. But that was the official stamp that, you know, now he ain't just telling you that we picked him up, but yeah, we yeah. telling you too. too. But he definitely posted that picture that day. Mm-hmm. Like, bang. That's so that was a blessing. Yeah. So shout out Def Squad. Shout out Eric Sermon um, and everything associated. You know, Murray, Solo, Redman, the originals. 
it, it fucked my head up because, truth be told, honestly, mm-hmm. when I was young, Death Squad was my favorite shit. Salute. Like, mm-hmm. I remember smoking mad blunts to Dare's a Dark Side. That's and a fact. That shit. That's a fact. Yeah, man. And then when I heard you you fucked with him, I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Dude, when I heard I fucked with him, I was like, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Like, t- like, see, I'm such a fan before anything. Like, I'm a culturalist. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I, there's a difference between a culturalist and a, a purist. A purist has right. no room to conform or grow. He's just locked in maintaining what that foundation originally looked like. Right. I'm a culturist, a culturalist where I just want to make sure that the roots stay relevant. Mm. I don't mind the growth. I just want to make sure that the, the bark that the, the branches grow from stays familiar and that you can see the resemblance in the branches of the bark. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm there with it. Do you feel like that's that's truth now with like popular music, like what's on the radio and shit? Um, it's hard to believe. It's hard to say because when you really want to look at it, popular music is kind of transcendent, right? Like mm-hmm. it depends on who is popular too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Every mass, there's a mass of masses that subscribe to different things. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is popular, but to those folks over there, that's popular. Right. Right? People just feel like they can create these lists or they can create these charts that says what's popular but you really aren't doing a, a real accurate assessment of all the masses right you know you just did a, a sh- like most surveys you do a short survey with a room full of a certain set of yeah, people it's just it's just someone's said, point of view on a piece that's of paper. right and audiences are so segmented right mm-hmm. now because there's so many different like back back when we grew up there was basically the radio mm-hmm. that's right now you got the radio you got streaming you got youtube yeah. you got and platforms there's something for everybody that's right but the the thing about it is for me what i think we lost in that space is just quality i think quality control takes um and i think any engineer can attest to this like quality gets sacrificed with convenience yeah because you can just press upload the minute you stop recording mm-hmm you don't have to get it mixed, mastered, anything for there to be some kind of standard of sound. Right. Right? So even back in the days, a record could be garbage, but it was great garbage. Like yeah, it was shiny good. And, and packaged well. Yeah. It was great looking garbage, mm-hmm. but yeah. it just wasn't your cup of tea. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But you can't say that sonically it was wrong. Like, right. no, this was well done. You know, um, one of my favorite older songs that people didn't really gravitate to was my man Skilo, that I wish record. I wish I was a oh. little bit taller. <laughs> that record was great. If you it ever was. heard it in a club, it yeah. knocked. It was yeah. But people overlook it because it wasn't what that era's of that I era's that music album, was. By the way. Listen, <laughs> shout out Skilo. I got a chance to build with him. You know, once I got older, yeah. and I ain't gonna lie. I remember prom night was the bomb night when the hood rats yeah. got uptight. That's my dude. Yeah. I, I was into it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but sonically, it was there. So that's kind of where I was at. Like. I just think that gets lost in this generation. I, I remember making this point on a panel I was years ago, and Red Alert was actually in the audience. Hashtag, I was on a panel. Let's get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he but Red Alert thing. actually pulled me to the side after the panel. I was talking about, like, the quality of hip-hop and what's missing right now. And the business, I, from my perspective, the business fucked it up because of the sampling. Because back in the day, you, you could dig in the crates, get a sample, some real obscure shit. That's right. And then flip it in a way that made it sound new. And I think I brought this up on the last podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Once those artists started suing and you got to, you you had to get samples cleared. It was a wrap for that, for for what created hip hop. Because I think that's what created. Well, I mean, of course it was, it was Cool Herc, Cedric and Cedar taking a break and looping it. Mm -hmm. Hip hop was born that day. I think it was his sister's party or something. In the break, the break was born. Dude started dancing to his break. That's where break dancing was born, mm-hmm. right? So we know the, that's the origin story. However, I think that the artist that did the original co- composition should be involved in the equation. However, sure. I think it might have... They, they should have... See, it's like the internet. They didn't account for the internet becoming part of the universe. That's right. the language of most music contracts. Right. You know, they cover the universe, right? Mm-hmm. But this alternate universe, which was the, the internet, when it first dropped, there was no way to regulate it. Mm-hmm. So all this music is flying. That's Napster, LimeWire, all this stuff was happening. They had no regulations in place. LimeWire is how you caught computer aids. <laughs> there was no LimeWire condom and your computer got infected and died. Yeah, I remember that. Because yeah. the science was a shared folder. You're literally reaching into someone else's computer on a network and pulling it out. But yeah. whatever's on their computer, you're pulling out you're with pulling it. You're pulling it out with yeah. So, so it's, it sounds so like 92 AIDS, right? Test, mm-hmm. Shout out 92 AIDS, the ninja. <laughs> but 
with, with, with LimeWire, it was the birth of what we know yeah. in music, right? Like the share file con- concept. So, but back then there was no regulations for them because right. it, it, it wasn't covered in the contract. Right. Right. So it was a loophole for the artist that figured it out. Wait, I can go out the back door with this and then I didn't breach anything. Mm-hmm. And then for the consumer, same situation and then the payout. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that, again, the original point, I think that the original composers should be involved in the equation. However, I just think that there should be a different model that was in place mm-hmm. so it wasn't so punitive and aggressive because what's happening is I'm getting you another check and I'm actually rebirthing some relevance to a a career that might have been sitting. Mm -hmm. Like the the art of the sample dig was to find the most obscure record. You weren't really... Puffy is the one that started taking the on-your-nose samples. Mm -hmm. Right. Like he wanted you to know that this was between the sheets or juicy fruit or like yeah. he wasn't digging. Yeah, it was more subtle before yeah, that. Yeah, he right? was he was flipping what you knew. The art of sampling was taking a record and sitting there for hours watching you never know what I took. I had to tell you what I took. Mm-hmm. I had to speed it back up, unreverse it, and then take the filter off for you mm-hmm. to know what it was. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then but now it was like just nah, loop it, put some new drums under it and call it a day. Mm-hmm. So then that's when it got a little blatant and honestly offensive to the person you stole it from. You ain't even try to hide yeah. my VCR. Yeah. You just gonna play right here in front of me. Yeah. That's like I'm I took your car and pulled up and parked it in your yard and said, yo, watch that, I'm gonna run to the store. <laughs> Don't do that to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'll be right back. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. do that. Homeless for me. So, you know, I, I, I feel that part. But shout out Eric again because they have a, a, a platform called Tracklib. Mm-hmm. where now samples can be cleared by indie artists with ease. There's another version of sampling that we found out. Shout out DJ Diamond, the artist that found this, where you play, you almost pay on consignment for your sample. So if you don't sell this many records, there's nothing to pay out mm. until you hit this threshold. And then when you hit this next, next threshold, there's another payment option that opens up. So that gave the freedom back to the producer to, to get involved. Right. Tracklib... The samples are already cleared with your subscription. So whatever it is you're dealing with, if it's already been sourced by Tracklib, it's you're covered. Good. You know what I mean? So that got was it. a blessing. Yeah, they got a lot of they got a couple of websites like mm-hmm. that where it's like you can actually go there and like he said, you play a subscription. That's mm-hmm. right. And you can get the get the track. Right. The one I use is Splice. Yeah. That's what I use. I've heard my, about Splice. Yeah, I yeah. use that on my I got shout out Akai. I got my MPC live that I, I swear by and since it's so integrated i can download straight to the npc i don't have mm-hmm. to i have the 2000 excel so i tell you you know i had a, a kai s950 so i tell you i'm growing up but mm-hmm. um that's old adjacent for those people that didn't realize what i meant but i um not having to carry a jazz or a zip drive or mm-hmm. any of that and and it's all it's a hard disk yeah. inside memory ram mm-hmm. let's do it no yeah, doubt. I used to carry zip drives and <laughs> jazz drives. If you I wanted remember, to get yeah, when rally. I was doing stuff with AG, we have everything on like a zip drive. We carried it everywhere. <laughs> mm. I mean, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We'd be in the club, like, yo, you got your zip drive? That's oh, right. Man, here we go. Let me tell you where I come from. I come from jumping on the dollar. I, I come from leaving y'all at Caton Park after <laughs> playing ball, right? Everybody's still balling. Mm. I'm going to leave about two o'clock because I have a five o'clock session. 14th Street in the city. Mm-hmm. I leave about two, jump on the dollar cab on Flatbush, go all the way to King's Plaza so I go across the street to Sam Ash. I'll buy a half inch or a quarter inch reel yeah. that I need to take back to Church Avenue, get on the D train. Mm. D train, shout out to D train. Go to 14th Street to the studio that I was in, do my session and come back. Mm. You know what I mean? I had to do that whole trip just before I could start heading towards rapping. Mm. You know what I mean? Because there was none of that. You know, there was no digital. It was all analog. Right. You know what I mean? And you, they, the studio did not provide reels for you. And if they did, it was an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. Damn near twice what you paid SMS. Shout, right. shout out to King's Plaza, Macy's. All that. Right. Bong, bong, wink, wink. You had to go, <laughs> like, like, like meet, the meetup yes, spot, sir. which is Burger King on the first floor. Shout that out. Yo, you remember Sabaros in the Avenue U side? Avenue U side. Still there yeah. right now. Sabaros, man. Still oh, there yeah. right I now. I was going crazy with Sabaros. Cookie spot on the first floor. Oh, you yeah. smell on the second. Most legendary. Almost. Yo, every time I go to motherfucking King's Plaza, yeah, that we, cookie spot, you got to get at least listen, we I date not promise you, you gotta, there. Some over my bed right now. Really? Right them now. cookies are slamming, bro. I, I love those cookies. Now, the trick is to eat them while they're warm because they will disintegrate on you and turn into a whole nother Yeah, after a couple of days. 
whole nother toll house. Like all the moisture evaporates, it's a wrap. Yeah. But it will make you, it's like, you remember the cartoons back in the days where the scent had turned into like a finger? Mm-hmm. The, the smoke <laughs> and the steam, and it just pull you. That's, I'm telling you, no matter what you're in there As soon as you walk in the King's Plaza, that first young, floor, you smell, you smell the aroma. Like Whatever it is, like, you're right on your way to man. cookies. I'm going to get some cookies, man. That's a fact. So, yeah, man. That, and they still around, too. Yes, you know are. what I mean? Bro, they yes, not they going nowhere. What do you no, mean? That, no, that's the fun. Like, that's a staple. Ain't going nowhere. That's what keeps the, King's Plaza going. Yeah, a lot of those iconic stores are I'm gone I'm telling you, now, even shit. through COVID, they like probably Sneaker was still King having like a little like line Sneaker King, shout out. <laughs> Cross the street from Peppers, Peppers. On, on, on Woodruff and Flatbush. Sneaker King that you never really bought sneakers in. You just went to browse and find <laughs> yeah. out what you wanted, then go find a better price somewhere oh, else. Yeah. But Sneaker King and Selections. Stop selections, playing. Yes. Selections. was. This is Flatbush history. You had to be there for that. <laughs> this is where you went when you were shopping on Flatbush. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So tell us about the album, man. Ah, oh, man. This album, man, is. Yeah. How long did it take you to do it? <laughs> All right. So let me tell you what happened during the making of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom passed. My kidneys failed. I did dialysis for three years, two, three years. I got a kidney. Mm-hmm. I recovered a year. I had some grandchildren. And then the album came out. Wow. <laughs> so That's all a of that right is there, tied into this. And album. then you got, and then you kind of went through COVID too. Like and the then, then there was a whole pandemic. Mm. Oh, and I went blind for three months in my left eye. Really, really? Yeah, I had a cataract that, because of the medication for um, the kidney situation, uh-huh. accelerated. So I literally went from, we see a cataract in your eye, but don't worry about it. We won't even address it until it hinders your quality of and life. To you. three months, I can't see. Right. Yeah. To I'm laying on my right side, and because of my nose blocking this vision and this in the pillow, I could see nothing but blobs of color. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that was wild. And because of COVID, it was, it was three months because I had to wait till they were doing in-office surgeries again, and that was all closed. Yeah, because they shut it down. That's right. COVID. So as wow. soon as they were open, I think I was on the first one or two rounds that they got me in there and got a new lens in. Man, so, I mean, like, just, like, mentally, it must have tested you, like, to, like, to the, I mean, to the extent of, like, damn, like, I'm going through, like, it seemed like it's, like, back to back to back to back to back. Um, Honestly, I think I approached it the same way I approached my music in my career. I think that if I had to take inventory, I wouldn't have made it. I think it was a Nike commercial for me. Just do it. And I've always done that. People always ask me how, like, because there was times I was doing the music, doing the fashion, parents, and doing whatever I was doing at one time. How do you do it? I don't know if you ask me. You just do it. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. just do it. And you fit it in your schedule as you can. Like, I'm free at 5, so at 5, I'm a, I'm a carpenter. I'm, I'm free at 8. At 8, I'm a construction worker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, mm-hmm. it may not be every day, but when it's time for you to, to put that hat on, you put that hat yeah. on. And through the health journey, I couldn't take inventory because I was fighting depression the whole way. Like, right. so depression um, and anxiety, and there's a third, are the the diagnoses that I live with, right? As long as you've known me, I pretty mm-hmm. much lived with those. So I already knew those were the hurdles I'd already been dealing with. So if I dwell on anything too long, it's going to trigger those. Right. So I couldn't do that. Right. So what I did was I kept touring. I would go to dialysis Monday, Wednesday and Thursday, but I would double up. If I had to go to, say, Chile or Madrid or something like that to tour, I would double up a day. So I would go mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday and then fly out Thursday night. I would go Thursday in the morning so that I could fly out Thursday night and be back Sunday or or Monday morning for my eight o'clock session. Jeez, on so you was like touring. And stuff I was touring the whole week. Wow. Yeah, I was doing meetings in the dialysis chair. Mm-hmm. The my texts were like, "What are you doing?" People right. were coming. I had my laptop. I would take my MPC. I would. I'm, I'm in the dialysis chair. People over there acting miserable. I'm like, but, but bro, mm-hmm. that shows you how motivated you were. It to showed be me how scared I was and how much I was trying not to look at my boogeyman. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? If I'd yeah. looked over at this machine and these wires coming out my arm, I might have felt some type of way. So the music was a distraction almost. Everything was. I was. I designed the most everything while I was on that machine. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this because the album was supposed to drop March 2020. But mm. the pandemic started the week of my release date. Yeah. 
So they shut everything down. So I held everything up. So all of this I was designing in my well, free you time. You had it already. Just, yeah. So yeah. when they called me, they called this album. I got the release date from the distributor. Shout out Modular um, in France. I got the release date the first week of March. That mm-hmm. it was dropping March 25th. That's crazy. And all of this I already had, like, queued up. I started. So the whole pandemic, every check, I would order 20 pieces of this mm-hmm. or the minimum of that. So you're just not piling. And piling. I was doing it for two years. Right. Mm-hmm. So that when they finally pulled the trigger, I'm like, oh, y'all serious? Mm-hmm. Bang, let's do it. Right. And I just started pulling stuff out. Good. You yeah. know what I mean? Did, did the uh, the delay did the delay change the music at all? Like, did you? No. Nah? Because what I did was I did a COVID-48 freestyle series mm-hmm. that during the pandemic, I would go live on IG mm-hmm. and write. I would let the IG followers pick the beat. Mm-hmm. I'll pull the beat off YouTube, download it. I'd write it while on live and record it while on live and then drop it the next day. I'd do the artwork that night and drop it the next day. And I did, I think I did 16 weeks of those. Wow. You know what I mean? Just gunning, 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 gunning. And that kind of kept me where I didn't have to update the album because all of my COVID-related feelings and everything came out in the mixtape mm-hmm. series. You know what I mean? Got so. it. Yeah, man. I mean, yo, I'm telling you, bro. Like, from coming from a person who had, you know, I had I've had kidney issues in the past. Like, salute. You know what I'm saying to you? I mean, I I totally lost one. That's a whole nother story. But that, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So uh, I got three. Yeah. How about that? Because <laughs> yeah. they don't even take the bad ones out no more. No. Nah, really? No. Well, see, I was like six years old, and a tumor destroyed one of mine. Oh, really? So you you the whole long haul? Yeah. So oh. yeah, but I mean, uh, if it happens um, as early, uh, younger. You kind of... It's the only life you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. body kind of... Adjusts. adjusts. That's right. Like, if it happens now, it's like, that's when it's harder. That's right. right. That's right. We. That's but, a great um, perspective, too. Like, your body only yeah. knows that version. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, bro, I mean, definitely, it, it's just, you know, salute to you, bro. Because, I mean, just to go through that and still produce mm-hmm. all this stuff. I mean, it's, it's a testament to, to your willpower, bro. I'm telling yeah. you, bro. Like, you should really appreciate that because... I Not a lot of people could do that, bro. I take it in stride. Yeah. I know it's a blessing. I know I'm grateful. I know I had a great support system. I know that when it got thick and I moved into what's called end-stage renal disease, where it's, I think the title says it all, mm-hmm. right? So skin started changing and stuff like that. One day my wife lied to me. She said, I talked to her all day. <laughs> she said she was at work. I talked to her all day. She's a liar. So what happens is <laughs> she she was actually getting liar. tested. She was getting tested um, all day because when you test to be a donor, it's a it's a, just like when you test to be a recipient. It's an all day test, right? So mm-hmm. from like eight in the morning to like four or five, you're testing. Mm-hmm. You know, cardio, psychological, everything. Yeah. It's a, f- a full day of testing, and she was cleared to be a donor. However, mm. she didn't match me. Mm. So mm. what happens is they have a swap program, which I always shout out because most people don't know it's available. Mm-hmm. Always ask about the swap program. So what happens is, he, yeah, what happens is um, say you need a kidney. Yeah. I need a kidney. Right. You have your brother, family, wife, member, whatever, that's willing to donate. However, they're not your match. Right. But they're my match. She's willing to donate. She's not my match, but she's your match. She'll give you hers, and, and you they'll give know. me. Okay. Oh. And that's how I got my kidney. So yeah, she, I, I, she I, donated a month before I got a, a receiver. I remember when you was, like, even online, you were saying what you was going through, mm-hmm. and you was, like, you know, you were telling people, like, this is what it is. Yep. You know, I, I remember that. Like, it was very public. But mm-hmm. I, guess, I, mean, yeah, I remember the sharing the videos and, look, and shit. That was yeah. part of the cope for me, though. Yeah. yeah. So I was so scared of being ashamed of it. And... You know how hard it is to hide your truth? I The effort it takes to hide that, when I'm starting to lose weight, my color yeah. changing, and I'm in pain, I'm not up to doing everything I'm normally doing, you're leaving the people open to speculate and draw their own conclusions. Mm-hmm. And then this is the internet. So rumors travel different. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not like these guys over here think one thing. They think it, then them people think it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let me get out in front of it. Since, you know, I might not be this celebrity, but I have a community that knows me. Right. So let me put this in the world so I can control the narrative. Yeah, that's so that's what I did. And um, it went really quickly to become, it went really, really quickly to become this people 
reaching out in my inbox saying, hey, I'm going through the same thing. I don't have anybody to talk to or I haven't even told my family. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what they're telling me. And then me literally coaching people, which made it bigger than me, which then helped me drive. Because now I can't let them see me give up or fail because I just told them they could do it. So that was one version. Um, another version was I got these kids watching me. My life's a movie to mm-hmm. the people that love me. Exactly, yeah. And they're all watching the scenes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm writing it as I go. So with that in mind, I'm trying to write the best movie I can. Mm-hmm. So I approached it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, I tell you, man. You said, you know, like I said, salute to you because I know what you, what you, what you're going through. You know what I'm saying? Or what yeah. you've been through. Thank you. And it, and it, you and it never really ends because you know, never. As you know, you got to always check up. And it's a fraternity. Sure. Yeah, and e- and even with COVID, you got to be careful with COVID. That's right. Yeah, you my COVID was different than everybody else's yeah. COVID. Yeah. How yeah. so? Because I take immunosuppression drugs so yeah. that my body doesn't attack and kill the transplanted organ. Yeah. So where your immune system is at a hundred percent, or even if you're sick at eighty, mine's is at baseline fifteen, mm-hmm. starting. And I take medication every day to make sure mm-hmm. that doesn't change. So he has right. to be careful. So with you catch a cold, I catch the flu. When you catch the flu, I catch pneumonia. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so okay. you got to be like extra cautious. So when when people see me with the the chin do rag on, it ain't got nothing to do with COVID. I, whether I had, I'm I'm I'm, I'm Michael Jackson status. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With this transplant, I would have been having to move that way anyway. So y'all, COVID made me just not feel weird getting adjusted to it because mm-hmm. that first year it's like the world adjusting. Yeah, to, you. to me, the first year that I had to wear it, the world had to wear it. So I didn't stand. Are we taking questions from the audience? No, we're not taking questions from the audience. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. Because I didn't want to not do that. That would have been a first. I was all I was all for it. <laughs> yeah, so for those that don't know, we had a live studio audience. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was all for it. I, can we take one? You want you want to take one? Well, you got, you got a one. question? <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best question I've ever been asked oh in my, my entire God. life. <laughs> this is uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Alright, we're gonna we're gonna talk after the show. We're gonna talk Yeah, after we the could show. get back to Crook, but there's a whole lot of life that's happened yeah, since we, Crook. We're gonna talk after the show. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> we're gonna talk after the show. <laughs> it's been a whole a whole there's a lot of chapters. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's a lot of chapters. But the, 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 let me tell you, the, the beautiful part about life, man, is that no parts of your life is mutually exclusive. Right. right? Everything's in Everything coexists in one way or another, and they all lead to whatever today is, whatever your today is. Every decision, every experience is the, is the, the, the ingredients of the cake that is today. Mm-hmm. So... From the darkest moments to the lightest moments, from the grimiest moments to the brightest moments, they all, I love you too, fam. They all make today, you know? <laughs> so don't think I ever deny any part of it. Like, before I learned it, before I learned, from, before I learned to throw my hands like I throw them, I learned to catch somebody's hands first. Yeah. And decide I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like getting beat on. I don't like getting beat up. I'm not getting beat up no more. So... I went from that. So then you got those people that come through. But I remember that time you got beat up. I'm like, yeah, but you wasn't there that day. I caught him. Uh-huh. <laughs> you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got beat up. I got beat. I'm oh, happy. Yeah. I got I'm my ass happy. Lot, I got beat up. But you know you what? Know you why? learn from that. That's right. That's right. And anybody that tell me they've won and never been beat, I'm beaten because you lying. Mm-hmm. You lying. You lying. Like, like your life has to have balance. Of course. You know what I mean? Like you can I don't care what your greatest accomplishment your greatest accomplishment is. You cannot enjoy that unless you weigh it against your greatest failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes it sweet. Yeah, if not, you right. average. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm there for all that, man. I don't run from no parts of it. My most shameful moments. In fact, speaking of which, this tattoo I have on this arm mm-hmm. with Kate in school on it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you went to if you went to 249, shout out to Kate in school. If you went to 249, just for the people at home, this is a a, a fence with a lion. Going over the fence, mm. sign that says no climbing, and it says the Caton Zoo. Mm. But that's because it's school, and the Z is spray painted over the the, the um, SCH, right? So Caton Zoo. If you've been to two forty nine, or you've been to Caton, you know what that means. However, however, my most, 
hold on. What I used to feel like was my most um, embarrassing moment that I could think of in my childhood. I raced my man Manny. Shout out Manny uh, Mendez. I chased. I, I raced him over the tall fence on the small spot part of the schoolyard. So if you remember, there was the and this is for Jay. If you remember the yeah. lunchroom into the big schoolyard, yeah. then when you come. To the far side, going towards the front of the building, there was the small schoolyard, yep, exactly but there was the tall fence tall on Marlboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we raced over it. Mm-hmm. The hem of my pants got caught on the top of the chain link fence and ripped mm-hmm. the whole hem. I looked like uh. a cowboy. It looked like I had chaps on. <laughs> Drawers out, everything. I'm for, Now, I live, if anybody know me in Flatbush, I live right down the block from the school. So I went straight over, ran straight home, changed my, and came back. That was the most embarrassing. All I know is they seen my drawers. I'm out here looking crazy. The whiteies is in the wind. Oh, it's a God. body. So I lived that down eventually. Fast forward. We sitting in Caton one day. I'm about 25. My man Manny now, same Manny I raced, grew up. He's a tattoo artist now. So I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, you could do my forearm, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So he draws this image. So I'm like, it looked dope, but what does it mean? He was like, yo, remember that day we raced? I almost wanted to fight him. Oh, I'm like, oh, shit. you trying to play me? You trying to put that <laughs> on my arm? He said, yo, that was the day I realized you'd stop at nothing to win because you yeah. beat me. Oh. He said, you still beat me. He said, that's when I realized you would stop that's at nothing deep. to win, and you're the same way today. Yeah. I said, tatted. He said, that's why I made it a lion going that's over deep. the fence. And I didn't realize, because it was always in my perception an embarrassing moment. Mm-hmm. Who knew how he perceived it? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm talking about? So you, you, every moment shapes you and shapes your perception and the perception of you. Right. And you really can't take inventory for all of it. So holding shame where something that might be a triumph to somebody else makes no sense. Right. You know what I mean? It makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> so... Speaking of embarrassing moments, I'm about to fuck you up after this podcast. Jeez, Louise. Hashtag after but, the podcast. The violence. But, um, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. We, go ahead. Uh, we got to wrap this up soon, no? Yeah, we, I mean, we got 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, um, hands, uh, yes. What's so what's upcoming? Like, what's what do we got to look forward to? You know, I know the new album's out. What's what's after that? All right. So, first of all, um, shout out Sovereign Ground Studios. If everything goes right, I'll have those doors open this week. Um, right here in Brooklyn. So that'll be a blessing. Um, the merch actually drops tonight. So you'll be able to go. Everything will be available oh, tonight. tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go to um, MikeHands.NYC mm-hmm. and then just go to the merch link. That'll take you to Faction 43, which is our online store. Mm-hmm. And you can cop what you want to cop, which is all love. The vinyl will be here this summer. For Golden Era Timeless and the first album, Hell on My Back, Heaven in My Wake, that vinyl will be available too. We just recently sold out. Um, what else is going on? Me and Rockness are actually in the middle of setting up a tour for um, this spring, late spring, early summer mm-hmm. run. So look for that. It'll be me rocking, well, Monster Nation, because we tour under Monster Nation. So me, mm-hmm. Rock, Bo Black, um, Millie. Um, we tour under Monster Nation, but this time we're going to tap some of our our boot camp family and we're mm-hmm. going to tap some of our other affiliates like Elegy, Rusty Jokes, Smith & Wesson, so on and so forth. And that international tour? Yeah, well, we're, we're taking bookings wherever they book us, mm-hmm. so we're going to open it up internationally. So shout out Olympus Management that's going to help us with that. My man Grant Gatsby's going to help us with that. Um, I'm actually in talks with some other cast to bring on board. Mm-hmm. Um, the radio campaign started on the 8th for the last two singles, which are Keep Going and Aventador off the album. Shout out Black Fist um, for pushing that to the DJs for me. Shout out The Awesome 2, um, Teddy Ted and Special K that have been taking care of the Serious and the Scratch Vision radio run for me. Um, and then uh, MJ, my my PR, she's MJ Connects. She's been handling all the media blogs mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And... um. That's that's all I got for right now. There's a ton of other stuff. Shout out, you know, uh, Sneak Ahead NYC. We got the next spring and summer collection coming. You, you mentioned it. NFTs earlier. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, because he's an NFT hater over here. I am an yeah, NFT so, hater. So, I mean, here's one of those things. Have I mastered that universe? No. 
Mm. However, I do understand there's value in it. And if I can get 15 bucks, that's $15 more than I had before I did it. Please tell, tell him right? that again. So <laughs> I don't have tell to. I'm not again, looking to be nobody's millionaire. I'm not looking to do any of that. I'm looking for disposable income for a disposable product. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day. I'm glad you said disposable product. That's a fact. Because here's what I'm saying. Everybody treating NFTs like they're going to be No, I'm saying I believe they will be. I think they have gravity to them. But what I'm saying when I say disposable product, meaning something that honestly would have sat in your hard drive anyway, but it mm-hmm. has value to somebody else because yeah, it yeah, comes no doubt. from you. So I have artwork that I've done that even clients, artwork I've done for notables that they mm-hmm. ended up going another direction. Like I got a Mr. Cheeks cover I did for him that wasn't the one he used. Mm-hmm. And it's 3D. Mm-hmm. So you can sell it like that. It's crazy. Alter- yeah. yeah don't, don't, I, don't, I have... Internet. I have these these um these illustrations that I partnered with my partner Christian Salute Confused Art in Germany that we did. I got Teen Wolf regular and changed. I got mm-hmm. Michael Jackson regular and changed with the front of the T-shirt is um is Michael J. Fox. The back of the T-shirt <laughs> is him as the wolf. Mm-hmm. Like all this art we have sitting. I have a, a nightmare T-shirt that has Jason, Freddie, Leatherface, everybody on it, all painted, illustrated never released this is all stuff that's just sitting in my mm-hmm. drive you see what i'm saying i have a six foot painting that i did that's called the trinity is heaven earth and hell and if you depending on your belief system mm-hmm. if you turn it upside down then heaven's on the i mean hell is on the top right side up and then everything else is upside down it all depends on how you rock well, jay, jay believes in the stock market he doesn't believe in yeah i do heaven believe in the hell. Stock well, well my point being however <laughs> it goes there's a bigger mass if it's about my market I have a bigger mass of them than I have of you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at things I sell. Mm-hmm. Like for me, just because I like the record, I'm not enough. I can't go nothing with one sale. Mm-hmm. Like one sale, I can't go nothing. I can't mm-hmm. go anything. Mm-hmm. So I have to target the mass that can drive this where it needs to go. So right. I don't always, ad- I, I might not always agree with the opinion of the mass. They like green pajamas. I don't. But if they buy in green pajamas, that's what I'm making. You right. know what I mean? As a as a provide as a content provider. So. I get that it's it's a wave, and like any other wave, when you go to the beach, you don't go to live in the water. You go to ride the wave. Absolutely. So that's all it is. You see? You see? You see there? You see what I'm, he said? Ride the wave. I'm saying there's a, there's a place for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you listen to the last episode, he just trashed NFT, said yeah, garbage, mean. said they don't exist. He's, he's tired it, of... It's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> here well, we go, see? Well, I mean, here's, here's the verdict. Like, even a Ponzi, even a Ponzi scheme is a come up if you get out soon enough. Uh, for sure. So yeah, it's all that's about all it timing, is. right? That's all it is. Yeah. The stock market is the same way. And jump out. Yeah. But the stock market is the same way. No, absolutely. You you get in but and this, it could plummet immediately. The stock market, at least you have something tied to a company that's tangible that. So I could say. And you have catalysts that you can look, look at, I earnings say, reports, things like that. You, I could put my finger on the person that cost me my money. Mm-hmm. Either way, I lost. Fair enough. So that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, it's 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 that it's the phantom of the roulette wheel. It's the phantom of the slot machine. It's the phantom of the blackjack table. Mm-hmm. Like I'm putting money up there. It could go my way, and I walk away with some money, or I could walk away donating to the game. Correct. It's the same situation. So it's happening around you, regardless. So mm-hmm. it's either you choose, and we're not going to think about. It. Let's be real. We're not going to do everything. There's a ton of things that come out and become popular that we just don't touch. Right. Right. And then some things we take a shot at. Like that's all it is for me. It reverts back to me either way if it doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. still my art either way. If I do my smart contract right, it's still my art. I'm going to make it, it. I'll put like when I used to do commodities, I'll put a rolling extension in my smart contract. So every time you sell it or resell it, I still get a percentage anyway. Mm. So I don't lose either way. I can give it to you. It's like Jay did with Iconics when he sold Rockaware. He yeah. said, listen, I'm going to sell you Rockaware, but I'm going to remain creative. I'm going to keep creative control. Yep. And... You're gonna pay me a salary of two hundred fifty thousand a year. So that means I'm gonna give you this soda, but I'm gonna drink it for you. Exactly. <laughs> there it is. That's a, that's no a win win. No doubt. There it is. So we're gonna wrap this up. Hands, where can they find you online? Man, listen. Uh MikeHands.com, M-I-C-H-A-N-D-Z dot com is now on sabbatical. So you wanna go to MikeHands.nyc until we get MikeHands.com. Somebody jacked me for my 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 domain, by the way. Oh, they don't really? play with that. They don't they, play, they, yeah. they, they, they First of all, hostage. first of all, 
I'm completely flattered because you think it's worth it. That, mm-hmm. I think that's <laughs> I think that's awfully dope that you think it's worth holding my domain hostage. However, when you get tired of holding it and realize nobody wants it, hopefully you'll. They're, and they're trying to sell it to me for thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Get the fuck out. See, they have software to where when your domain goes up, mm-hmm. let's say it, it's time to pay back. Mm-hmm. It alerts them. Yeah, and they go to auction and they just boom, they pay they it right there. Yep. Just to get make money off of you. Yeah. I mean, hey, we we did it to Gabby Douglas. Anyway, <laughs> with, with, with 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 this situation we got I think it was more relevant, it was destined to be because now it's MikeHands.nyc. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm super NYC, so it, it works mm-hmm. out, right? Yeah. So Mike Hands NYC, Mike Hands NYC, you can go to Google Mike Hands right. anything. And what's the what's the web what's the merch drop website? Again? The merch drop the merch drop website. You can go to MikeHands.nyc and go to the merch link or you can go to faction43.com directly. Okay. okay. hmm And okay. sorry okay. about that. Go we're gonna ahead. we're gonna try to cover we're gonna try to carry more artists and more artist merch. Not I want it to be a merch depot, not just Mike mm-hmm. Hands. Right. I want to cover all my friends that have dope merch or merch that we've produced for them, right. I want to be able to carry it there for them as one more. Well, we outlet. can definitely do something with Danny. That would be awesome, you know? and I would be. But like I said, we'll we'll talk about absolutely. It. Put right. some super P shirts on there. You too. know, yeah, I'm open to it. No doubt. So Jay, where can they find you? Uh, at Jay Flatbush, young young stock market. Young, yeah, <laughs> Jay Wall Street. Uh, find find me on Wall Street losing all my money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, at Jay Flatbush, J A Y Flatbush. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what's the stock market tip of the week? Oh, man. Yo, we're going into uh, a crazy week because there's a lot of monthly futures on the options market that's mm-hmm. expiring on Friday. So right. it's going to be wild volatile this week. I, I, if I, Yo, unless you have a high risk tolerance, stay the fuck out the market this week. All right, see? I'm glad you said that. Because I was waiting. Like, worried that's what we're doing? Nah. Right now. <laughs> stay out this week. I, I mean... I've just been buying Bitcoin and stuff like that, but that's mm-hmm. a little story, you know what I'm saying? You can find me on Instagram, Polo Parata. Soupy Podcast is on all podcast providers. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Um, subscribe to the Patreon. If you just, you know, spend that little $5, you can get this episode today, the audio. The video will be out tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Um, yeah, when we'll be doing some more work with Mr. Hands. All love. You know, uh, Yeah. So we'll be back next week. Are, are we doing the Easter episode? Or? We maybe. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you religious? I'm not religious. Okay, so we may do an Easter episode. Wait a we'll minute. Probably... Did y'all just say next week is Easter? Yeah. Yeah. Next. It's week. Palm Sunday. How today. did I miss this? Yeah. I'm, hold on. I got last go. week was New Year's. I gotta do. This week I gotta was... do Palm Week. I gotta go do Palm stuff as soon as I leave. Party yeah. stuff. Yeah. Damn. Too, time is just moving too. Yeah. Too I mean, crazy. like, like I didn't know. It's like somebody told me like this morning. Like you know, it's Palm Sunday. They're like, oh. Okay. I got to go yeah. get some jelly beans. Kids mm-hmm. going to be looking at me crazy. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Suvi Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe. Um, we got over, like, 400,000 views this this this, this year. Sick. Nice. We had uh, 1.8 million views last year. Sick. Yes. So, you know, we're going to keep on doing it. Go keep rocking. Uh, I'll let you guys know what we, we, we do with uh, hands. You know, we'll do some content on it. Please. You know, Danny. Y- y'all know who Danny Cortez is. If you need a piece, hit me up. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here because I'm babbling now. But TV podcast. Ciao. Peace. Things that seem to be like it comes at you. Back in the midst of the fight to come get you. Wrapped up. Pray facing the predator trapped up. Head first adversity stacked up. Pivot and back up. Tally my maneuvers and rack up. Aware of life and how it can act up. I'm good. Move as I should based on the things understood. Do what I could but still not overly hood. I got my head right. Under the bed light. Seeing what the fed might. Analytically locked away to death, might throw his hand in with understanding that most will never comprehend with him and God are planning, but still be locked in, fully clocked in. Stocks bending, dissipate the moment From that you want it. The clock starts ticking, the plot's all thickened. Place the knife, race your pace beyond quickens. Sweat, blood in your face, your clothes sticking. Step ahead of the chase, but leave slipping. Gotta keep going, gotta keep growing. Not only for yourself, but the film your life showing. In my visa is signed Living my moments as I journey through time I steady study the time max To master how the moments and miles flex Trying to hold his hand till it swings next The pendulum's complex Temple to existence is apex The time saves written to change steps Dance with stars Minds had it all in the charts And lived convicted with it locked in their hearts They measured and mark From the moment of original sparks Predicting rainfall, commandments, and arcs Remanded to watch Knowing the outcome we 
playing our parts, toggling timelines, tear them apart, destroy and restart. The new Eden's in the middle of parks, with knowledge still stored top of the box. Sit it in park and be a student of what lives in the dark. Take it in and start rewriting the arc. My pen retracing the start of the respect for all that's falling apart. Instead of speaking, let it leak in the arc. From the moment that your clock starts ticking, the plot's all thickened. Place the lights, race your pace beyond quickens. Sweat's bloody, your face, your clothes thicken. Step ahead. 